For today's message, we are continuing on our series of Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus. I've titled today's message, His Prayer, My Prayer. If you will, please take your Bibles and turn to the book of Ephesians. Uh, We'll be looking at chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Now, just a little reminder of where we were in Ephesians last week. Um, uh, Paul was talking about the fact that through our faith in Christ as our Savior and Lord, we have the ability to come before God, the God of the universe, and come before Him fearlessly and come before Him knowing that He will embrace us. Paul also talked about his willingness to sacrifice for the advancement of the gospel. And we took some time to uh, look at the fact that we share that same responsibility as Paul. So we're going to read this passage as we go along this morning. And starting with my first point is this. It starts with humility. Verses 14 and 15 say this. And this is Paul, again, speaking. When I think of the wisdom and scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. This is really cool because Paul shows us a great example of the beginning of worship. Let me explain. A lot of times when we think of worship, we simply think of uh, singing songs to the Lord, singing hymns, singing uh, spiritual songs, those sort of things. Or sometimes we even think of worship in words of praise as well. But really, the core of worship is the attitude of our hearts. And worship starts when we understand who we are uh, and we see ourselves for who we really are, all our faults, all our failures, all our sin, and then we see God, and we see him in his perfection, and we see him in his incredible love for us, and then we understand what God did for us through Christ, and the response to that is complete humility, and the response to that is an attitude of worship, a heart of worship. Paul falls to his knees. He is overwhelmed with God as he sees the wisdom and the scope of God's plan. And in all submissiveness and adoration, he falls before the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. Paul responds in all humility. Remember uh, what Paul said back in verse 12. Paul said this, he said, Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now Come fearlessly into God's presence, assured of his glad welcome. Paul knows that in the midst of all this, of understanding who God is and how incredible God is and how amazing God is, that Paul can come fearlessly into his presence. But although Paul comes before God with great confidence, he still comes with all humility and adoration. Paul calls him Father. Paul recognizes that this is a personal relationship that he has with God, a relationship of intimacy. And Paul establishes that this is all part of the foundation of his prayers. So now Paul is going to pray, and this is what he prays. And this is the second point today, this idea of inner strength. Look what it says in the next verse and a half. It says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will give you mighty inner strength through his Holy Spirit. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust him. 
So the first thing Paul prays for here is he prays for strength for the, for the Ephesians. He prays for inner strength, strength that comes from God's unlimited resources. And it's kind of neat here because the word strength here in, in the original Greek means to be strong enough to overcome resistance. You see, friends, really the word that Paul uses for strength here is the opposite of being discouraged. It's the opposite of, of, of feeling like, oh, this I just I don't have the strength to do this. So really what the word Paul uses for strength here literally means that um, we have the ability to overcome obstacles and we have the ability to overcome ourselves as well as outside influences. And the result of this inner strength is so that Christ may dwell in their hearts. And it's cool because the word heart here uh, means all of who they are. When Paul says uh, in your heart, he means all of your being. Paul's prayer is that Christ would direct their personality and their character. Now Paul is not referring to that moment of salvation when Christ comes to reside within us. But it is his desire that Christ would live at the very center of their beings. Deeply rooted in their lives. Christ should be the dominating factor in their attitudes, their conduct, and their lives. And this is a day-by-day -day experience. As they continue to trust Christ with every aspect of their lives, Christ will continue to not only dwell in their hearts, but he will rule and reign in their hearts. Look what uh, Paul said in his letter to the Colossians. He said, he said this, he said, And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. Let the words of Christ in all their richness live in your hearts and make you wise. Use his words to teach and counsel each other. And whatever you do or say, let it be as a representative of the Lord Jesus all the while giving thanks through him to God the Father. This is Paul's desire for believers. And honestly, this isn't easy to allow Christ to permeate through every part of our lives. If it was easy, Paul wouldn't have to tell them to do this, right? And this is why Paul prays that they will have this strength and this inner strength that comes from the Holy Spirit. Paul also prays for this, and I want to talk about deep roots for a little bit. Uh, let's continue as we look at uh, the second half of verse 17 through 19. It says this, May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love really is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is so great you will never fully understand it. Then you would be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Paul continues to pray that Christ be the center of their lives, but now he's going to express it in a little different way. He prays it that uh, they would be deeply rooted in God's love. In the New American Standard, the same verse says, 
that you being rooted and grounded in love, and I like those words, rooted, the, the word rooted is you know, like a tree, that your roots would go deep. And the word grounded refers to a building, a foundation of a building. Why? So that they may have the power to understand how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. Wide enough to reach the whole world, long enough to stretch from eternity to eternity, high enough to raise all peoples to the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and deep enough to save us from our sin, even those who are firmly in Satan's grasp. You see, the deeper they go with God, the more they will see and understand just how incredibly awesome God is. Paul says, the deeper your roots grow in the love of God, the greater your understanding will be as to just how immense his love really is. This is a knowledge that comes through experience. And in this, the more they know about Christ, the more amazed they will be and are at his love for them. When they grow in this understanding, they grow in the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Friends, that is the ultimate goal, and that is Paul's ultimate goal for his readers. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is, you hear people say, if they just want to repeat what somebody else said, they'll say, yeah, what he said. Well, this is what I say this morning what he said, what Paul said. This is Paul's prayer for the church in Ephesus. And this is how I want to finish um, my message today, okay? And if I may be so bold, this is my prayer for us today. You see, friends, when it comes to prayer, there is great encouragement in letting others know you are praying for them. I don't know about you, but for me, one of the neatest things and the greatest things I can hear from other people is, hey, I'm praying for you. I've been praying for you. That is so encouraging to know that other people are coming before the throne of God and offering prayers on your behalf. And not only that, it is also very encouraging and I think incredibly valuable when we let other people know what we're praying for them. Perhaps if there was someone who didn't like you and they said, you know, I'm praying for you, you might wonder what they're praying, right? Well, we need to let others know what we're praying. Hey, I'm praying that God will show you this this week. I'm praying that God will, will do this for you. I'm praying that God will meet this need. Because what happens is, and this is really cool, when God answers prayer, God is glorified. You know, we, we don't pray to God because uh, we're informing God of anything. Think about that. I mean, God's omniscient. God knows everything. He knows what our needs are before we even ask, Scripture tells us. But when we pray and God answers prayer, we see God glorified. And we share that with others. So when you're praying something specific for someone, pray for them. Let them know what you're praying. Because as soon as you do that, they're spiritual antenna will go up and they'll start watching to see how God is going to answer that prayer. And when God does, God is glorified. So, 
people will be encouraged not only when they know you're praying for them, but they'll also be encouraged when they know what you're praying for them. So this is what I would like to do today. Because all that Paul said to the Ephesians applies to us as well. And as I humbly come before God, I pray the same for us. I pray for our church weekly. I pray for those in my family weekly. I pray for those that I know weekly. And this is my prayer this morning for you and for me. That we would have the inner strength which comes from the Holy Spirit. And that Christ would be the center, the very center of our lives. Uh, you've heard the, the, the uh, analogy before of a pie, and every part of your life is a pie piece. And a lot of times you see those diagrams, and there's a pie piece that says spiritual. Well, I want to tell you that when it comes to the pie piece of our lives as believers, Christ is not a piece of that pie. Christ is the filling. He permeates into everything that we are. And that is my hope and prayer. One of my hopes and prayers this morning is that that would be true in our lives. That he would direct our personality, our character, and be the dominating factor in our attitudes, our conduct. Every part of our lives. And I pray that as we continue to trust Christ with every aspect of our lives, that Christ will continue to not only dwell in our hearts, but that he will rule and reign in our hearts. That's what it means when we say that Jesus is our Lord, that he rules and he reigns in our hearts. I also pray that we would have deep roots so that we may have power to understand how wide and how long and how high and how deep God's love for us really is. And, then, and the deeper we go with God, I pray the more we see and understand how awesome he is. And the deeper our roots go in the love of God, I pray that our understanding will grow as to just how immense his love really is. And as we know and learn more about Christ, I pray that we are more amazed at his sacrificial love for us. And when we grow in this understanding, I pray we grow in fullness of life and power that comes from God. And I pray that this is the ultimate goal for each of us. I commit to praying for you this week those very prayers. I would like to finish uh, my message this morning with Paul's words, which give all glory to our Lord. Paul said, Now glory be to God by His mighty power at work within us. He is able to accomplish infinitively more I'm sorry, infinitely more than we could ever dare to ask or imagine or hope. May he be given glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever through endless ages. Amen. 
please know that I am praying for you. And have a blessed day.